It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players that are involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories, too. Now, let's get to the game and join your host. Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on News Talk 1400. You can also hear our show online at Newstalk1400.net and podcasts at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our News Talk 1400 studios just outside the city limits of Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. On this President's Day, Monday, February 21st, 2022. The game, the Twin Zoo's only local, regional, and national sports show, will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight. And coming up on tonight's show, we'll be joined by Steve Habusta, head coach of the Sioux High Swimming and Diving Teams off their Upper Peninsula Finals this past weekend in Marquette. And he will be bringing a couple of the student-athletes that took part in the festivities. We'll also be joined by co-host of the game, Butch Davis, host of Butch on Sports, who will join us later on this hour to talk about what's going on in the Metro Detroit sports world and around the area, along with Butch sitting down with yours truly for our sports roundtable. But as always, we start with local sports, and let's start with Girls High School basketball from this past week in the area. On Monday, the Rudyard Bulldogs fell at Munising, at Munising rather, by the score of 49 to 28. St. Ignace, they won their 12th game in a row Monday night at home as they topped Indian River Inland Lake 61 to 35. On Tuesday night, Rudyard bounced back in girls basketball as they routed Cedarville Detour in EUP conference play at home. 51 to 19. Pickford continues their strong play as they took down undefeated Newberry on Tuesday, 83 to 30. And Brimley, also on Tuesday night in girls basketball, they knock off Mid Peninsula at home, 56 to 32. On Thursday night, St. Ignace, just one game away from claiming another Straits Area Conference title in girls basketball as they edged out Rudyard on the road, 43 to 38. The Saints now 16 and 2 on the year, winners of 13 games in a row, 5 and 1 in the Straits Area Conference, and they will need just one more win at home against Sheboygan on Thursday to claim the Straits Area Conference title. Saints will also take on Mackinac City tomorrow night in St. Ignace. Suhai improved to 14 and 4 on the year Thursday night in girls basketball on senior night as they raced past Sheboygan 62-23. Pickford edged out Cedarville Detour in girls basketball on a Thursday night, 67-64. With the win, the Panthers improved to 14-2 overall on the season, 8-0 in EUP conference play. The Islanders, they fall to 8-9, 4-5 in EUP conference play. As I mentioned, Pickford will need just one more win, and they will clinch the EUP conference title. The Panthers will f- finish out the regular season at home on Tuesday against Cedarville Detour and home to Rudyard on Thursday. The Islanders, they're at Hillman tonight and Pickford on a Tuesday and then travel to Engadine on Thursday. Brimley and girls basketball, they won their second game of the week Thursday night as they squeak past Engadine on the road 59-57. to 
Ingedine, 10 and 6 on the year. They will be at Rudyard on Tuesday. Friday night, Suhai was scheduled to take on Escanaba, but that game was canceled and it will be made up tonight in Escanaba. Also, Rudyard at Newbury was postponed, and the Bulldogs are home to Ingedine tomorrow night and at Pickford on Thursday. One game on Saturday in girls basketball, Brimley. They fall at home to Kearney Nadu, 55 to 33. The Bays now 6-12 and on the season. They will finish up their regular season this week at home to Newberry. District matchups for girls basketball are set. Sioux High will be in Division II District 34, hosted by Boyne City. The Blue Devils 14-4 and on the season. They will meet 0-18 Kalkaska in a district semifinal next Wednesday, March 2nd at 5.30. You can hear that game with Dave Watson and Ray Bell over on 12.30 WSOO, starting with the tip-off show at 5.15. The other side of that bracket sees 5-13 Boyne City facing 6-11 at Sheboygan. That'll be a first-round game next Monday with the winner facing 13-5 Kingsley in the other district semifinal next Wednesday, March 2nd. And the district final is slated for Friday, March 4th at 7 p.m. in Boyne City. St. Ignace, they will be in Division Three, District 67, hosted by East Jordan. The Saints, 16-2 on the year. They will face 11-6 Johannesburg-Lewiston in a district semifinal next Wednesday, March 2nd at 6 p.m. And despite East Jordan hosting the district, that game will be played in St. Ignace. On the other side of the bracket, the opening round game next Monday features 7-11 Charlevoix at 8-12 East Jordan. The winner of that game will take on 17-2 Harbor Springs on Wednesday, next Wednesday at 6 p.m. And the district final for that one is slated for Friday, March 4th at 6 p.m. In Division 4, District 101 girls basketball will be hosted by Brimley. The opening round game will be next Monday, February 28th as Brimley Ojibwe Charter. 6-5 and five on the year will host 10-6 and Ingadine. The winner will advance to the district semifinal next Wednesday, March 2nd at 6 p.m. at Brimley. The other district semifinal will see 8-7 and seven Rudyard host Windless Newberry on Wednesday, March 2nd at 6 p.m. And the district final is slated for Friday, March 4th at 6 p.m. In girls basketball, Division 4, District 102, just a three-team district. Mackinac City will be the host, and they will host Cedarville Detour in the district semifinal on Monday, February 28th, with the winner to face Pickford already in the district final next Friday, March 4th. Boys high school basketball from this past week, St. Ignace, they knock off Brimley on Monday, 89-31. to On Wednesday, Rudyard, they stay unbeaten and top of the EUP conference as they knocked off Cedarville Detour in Detour, 69-52. to Newberry, they defeat Pickford in EUP conference play on Wednesday night at home, 62-56. to and Ingadine, they fall at home to Manistique on Wednesday night, 52-31. Friday night, the game of the week in boys basketball in the area ended up being the game of the year at the Iggy Zone in St. Ignace as the St. Ignace Saints topped the Rudyard Bulldogs in boys basketball and in double overtime, 72-71, to handing the Bulldogs their first loss of the season. The Saints winners of seven in a row and 12-4 and overall. They will be home to Mackinac City on Tuesday and then home to Sheboygan on Thursday. 
Rudyard now 15 and one overall, six and one in Straits Area Conference play. They will be at Sheboygan on Tuesday and a win in that game, and they will clinch the Straits Area Conference. The Bulldogs will also be home to Pickford on Friday. And with a win in that game, they will also clinch the EUP conference. Sioux High Boys basketball team improved to 8-9 on the year last Friday as they defeated Sheboygan in Straits Area Conference play on the road. 65-36, the Blue Devils are 4-3 and in the Straits and will be home to Petoskey tomorrow night and at Newberry on Friday. And you can hear Friday's game over on 1230 WSO with the one, the only, Casey Cook. Cedarville Detour, they kept their faint EUP title hopes alive on Friday night as they ran past Pickford at the Purple Palace, 74-58. The Islanders now 7-8 overall, 6-3 in EUP conference play will be at Hillman on Tuesday and then home to the International Academy of Flint on Thursday, also home to Ingadine on Friday. Pickford now 1-13 on the season. They are home to Ellsworth this Wednesday and at Rudyard on Friday. Brimley, they improved to 7-8 on the year in boys basketball as they knocked off Ingadine at home Friday night, 75-52. Brimley will be at Gaylord St. Mary's on Monday tonight and home to the International Academy of Flint on Thursday. Ingadine 1-14 on the year in boys basketball. They will be home to Mackinac City tonight at Cedarville Detour on Thursday and at Pickford on Friday. So just two weeks left for boys basketball regular season play, and then the districts will start in two weeks' time. And coming up next Monday, we'll go through the boys' districts as those are expected to be announced here later on this week and into this weekend. And if you want to hear more about EUP boys basketball in the area, I invite you to go to our newest show on the game entertainment and media platform. It's called Full Court Press. Yours truly, along with co-host Matt Johnson, former Pickford High School boys varsity basketball coach. Brand new edition from this past Saturday, talking a lot more about that St. Ignace Rudyard game. And special guest on Full Court Press this past Saturday, Suhai Junior Guard Max Scott. You can find Full Court Press on the same website you find this show, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Suhai Hockey ended their regular season on the road this past weekend. They fall to Grand Haven 3-2 on Friday. And we're defeated by Muskegon at Mona Shores, 7-1 on Saturday. So the Blue Devils end their regular season at 12-11-2. Regionals are slated for Gaylord this week starting on Tuesday. Suhai is in a five-team regional with the host Gaylord Blue Devils along with Alpena, Sheboygan, and Manistique. Gaylord and Manistique will play each other tomorrow night with the winner slated to take on Suhai in a regional semifinal in Gaylord on Friday night. And the other regional semifinal will be played on Thursday in Gaylord. We'll see Alpena take on Sheboygan. And the regional final is set for next Wednesday, March 2nd at 7 p.m., that one in Gaylord. We'll have more high school sports coming up. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will talk Sioux High boys and girls swimming and diving with their head coach, Steve Abusta. And it looks like he has a few athletes here. So we'll talk all about the UP finals with Coach Abusta and some of the athletes, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. 
Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 40 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business, farm projects, or anything in between. Call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric. 2893 Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. <laughs> okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. It's the official tractor of Tough Cab Month at Mahindra. Now's the perfect time for a stop at Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service. Get great deals on all cab tractors, including 0% interest on select models, or save thousands. From the comfort of a climate-controlled Mahindra cab, nothing will hold you back from working the land you love. Not extreme cold, heat, bugs, or dust. So don't miss Cab Month savings. You'll find them just off exit 373 in Rudyard, Michigan, or online at GaylorThompsonSales.com. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. 613 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. And joining us now, the head coach of the Sioux High Blue Devil Boys and Girls Swimming and Diving Team, Steve Abusta, joining us on the game. And coach, always great to have you on talking uh, swimming and diving uh, for high school. How you doing on a little bit of another snowy Monday? Well, Scott, first of all, thanks for having us. It's it's always good and to be here and always good knowing how much you do for the swim community here. So we really appreciate you having us on. Well, we appreciate having you on. We also have uh, three of your individual winners for the girls who we'll talk to in a moment. But Steve, let's talk about this weekend. Uh, the UP finals for swimming and diving took place in Marquette. And uh, certainly it was another close event. It always is, it seems like, between you and Marquette. Marquette, Sioux High girls finished second. The boys finished third. Uh, just give us an overall, just kind of a rundown on how the events went. And uh, certainly had a lot of individual winners. And you were very close to repeating uh, as girls uh, swimming and diving champion again. Yeah, we went in as the underdog this year, which was different last year. We went in uh, knowing we have the numbers. And this year we went in as the underdog. They qualified us. Uh, three swimmers for every event, which is max you can qualify. We were at two, uh, one for some events, and and yet we went out there and, and lost by about 13 points. So that's the equivalent of a three-pointer at the buzzer. Oh, uh, boy. So it's, yep. uh, it's tough, and it's a, a tough way to lose. But uh, the fact that our kids showed up and we were supposed to lose by 30, 40 points, the fact that our kids only uh, lost by 13 goes to show 
of the depth of what what our girls did and how well they swam. Uh, every single one of our girls and every single one of our boys had a top time this meet. Uh, not a single girl missed the top time this meet. Most of them by three, four, five, six, uh, sometimes 10, 15 seconds. So uh, fantastic day all around. We had some great individual champions as well, some great relay champions, and, and just a great day for our girls and a wonderful day for our boys. I had our boys pegged fifth going into uh, the championships, and so to come out on th- at third uh, was a surprise, even for me as a coach, but uh, that's just what that group is capable of, and they're young. We don't graduate a single kid. Oh, we graduate, excuse me, one kid, um, but uh, and he's just a re- kind of a real kid, no individual events, so all our individual event swimmers are coming back next year, so it looks to be a great year again next year. Yeah, definitely. Certainly lots to build on this year, and Steve, we had John just towards the beginning of the season, and of course, this season maybe a little easier to navigate through COVID, although you know COVID is still around, but you didn't have quite the disruptions that uh, you know many teams did last year. Just you know, just walk us through the season heading into this past weekend in Marquette. Uh, w- was it a little easier from a coaching perspective to just kind of get through everything and, and get your girls and boys to you know have a, a good performance this past weekend? Yeah, definitely. The, the, it was good to have a little more, more structure than uh, the previous year. A little tough in that you never know who was going to be out that week or, or those seven days or ten days, and so we go some meets and we know we'd be missing people and other meets we'd have everybody all together so uh, but it was good we got to travel got to go to places got to take our time instead of bust in bust out even on the bus um that type of thing we got to take our time so that was good and just have a little bit of normalcy for the girls and the boys on the team i think was really important for someone that hasn't been to a you know UP finals in swimming and diving, I had a chance to go to some when my sister was uh, swimming uh, many years ago before you and any of these athletes. Just just walk our listeners through just how that goes. You start Friday night, I believe, with the diving events, and uh, we do have one of the divers that did win an individual award who we'll talk to in a moment. But just just walk our listeners through just kind of the, the days or the weekend's activities. I mean, it's pretty fast-paced, and you don't really have a chance to take a breath because the events are just... Just rolling along. Yep, Friday night diving, and after Friday night, we warm up because we have the long bus ride over. Uh, we spend the night out there. We actually spend the night in the cabin this year. It was just kind of fun for our kids to so all hang out at a cabin together, and then uh, get up the next morning, drive through Blizzard back to the pool, and uh, and warm up, and and then get right on the way. And so you have a relay event, then you have some individual events, and another relay, a couple more individual events, and then the relay. So you'll have two, three heats, sometimes four heats of each uh, individual event, and so uh, the, the then the top heat will come out, and they'll announce the names and they'll play music and and uh the kids each have a bio sheet that they'll kind of announce and and then the kids will go off and do their things and then after each event they'll have awards where they'll uh present all the the uh, top sixes and have them up on the podium so it's a quick moving day there's a lot that we pack in there but it's a it's a good day to to be part of and some of the special that these kids i don't think will forget steve abusa joining us on the game head coach of the sioux high boys and girls swimming and diving teams and a couple more questions steve before we get to the individual athletes here uh you know who are some of the other people that helped you a lot this season it takes more than a head coach you need a lot of good individual coaches and volunteers uh, just uh, tell us about some of the other people that have been involved with this uh, sioux high swimming program this season. Sure. And, and let me just say, this is the first time in, in 16 years of, of high school coaching that I've had to miss a meet because I was captured in the seven to 10 days yes, uh, yeah. of quarantine yep. at, at times. So uh, first time I've ever had to miss a meet, but then I'm thankful for uh, Allison Inner-Rebner, who uh, does a fantastic job. She she really concentrates on our divers, but really will help across the board with the program. And then uh, uh, Claire Arbick and, and Becky Arbick, both of which who stepped up this year, helped me out a big time in a lot of different ways and, and uh, helping with the kids. Claire is a former 
former uh, college swimmer was able to uh, just just have great influence over these kids. So uh, that that's really our squad. And then we have a great parents group. We have unbelievable uh, support from our parents from the top down, from the, our senior parents especially. They lead the way. And so we have a great group of parents who help out. And Steve, uh, since we last talked, Lake Superior State University announced uh, last week or a couple weeks ago that they are uh, reestablishing uh, men's and women's swimming and diving teams uh, coming up here, not next season, but the season after. And certainly, you know, walking through the last few years, there was questions as far as if there would even be a pool. The pool luckily stayed, obviously helping your program. But, you know, this, I think, is a big news event for you and your athletes because now you have a college in your backyard that a lot of these girls and boys can go swim at here coming up certainly has to be a real big thing for you and your program to have lake state get swimming and diving back again sure and and, uh you know just what a difference by the way from where we were you know three four years ago yeah. when i was in here with with you and we're right. trying to save a pool and yeah. and so to see uh, lake state kind of have that vision and say hey why wouldn't we have a swim team in the glayak uh, where, where there's swim teams in the up where there's seven swim teams throughout michigan why wouldn't we have a swim team so i think it's great for lake Superior state i think it's a great fit uh and i think it's great for our community you know uh, i'm here with uh, three girls and uh, each of them could swim at that division two level in fact joanne arbic is going to swim at, at uh northern next year so boy wouldn't have been nice to keep her in our backyard sure would have. you know so uh, I, I think it's a great opportunity for our kids here, but I, I think it will also help our program and really help us to kind of develop some of that depth, have additional resources. Uh, Marquette wins a lot of UP finals, and it's no coincidence that they also have a great uh, college program over there. So uh, I think it, it can do nothing but help our program. Well, Steve, you do a great job with this program, as evidenced by the results from this past weekend and throughout the years. And it's certainly always great to have you on here talking, uh, swimming and diving here for Sioux High. And any final thoughts or things you want to bring up before we talk to your uh, three athletes that you oh, brought well, in? Let's get them on the air. We've heard enough of you. Yeah, yeah exactly. You do that for exactly. a living, though. Yeah, so yeah, we I'm let's, pretty good at talking. Let, let's start with uh, Olivia Martin, if you want to come to the uh, floor. You were the first event winner on Friday night. And Olivia, appreciate you taking time out. And welcome to the game. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, thanks for having us. Doing real good tonight. Well, you did real good last Friday night, Olivia, as you finished first in the diving competition for the girls. A final score of 198.10, uh, collecting 16 points for your team uh, just walk us through that night and uh, how exciting that must have been you know lots of hard work and I believe you're a junior so you have a, another year to come back just uh, give our listeners a idea of how that event went and always good to win yeah it was um it's always great fun there's always a warm-up and you just kind of meet your competition we all warm up together kind of you know chit chat and talk in between dives and everyone's always super nice, especially during warm-ups. We always wish each other good luck. And then each diver goes through their six dives, and we all compete together, you know, help each other out. And then I just remember it stays in my mind. Uh, Faith, she's really, really great. Um, we both had the same exact dive as our last dive, and Marquette on their scoreboard, they have the top score that stays up there, and I just remember watching her on that last dive, and I just, oh man, she got it, <laughs> and then that top score stayed there, and it was mine, and I just remember everyone came and gave me this big hug, and it was just really great support, and I was absolutely not expecting it because my competition was so great. Yeah, it's a lot of competition in all the events, especially diving. Uh, Olivia, at what point did you 
you know, transition into wanting to be a diver? I mean, is that something early on you practice or is it something once you got to high school, you thought, you know what, this might be a good idea. At what point in your swimming career did you start with really competing in the diving events? Um, I started off as a freshman diving. Uh, I never really had an intention of swimming. Um, I did gymnastics in my earlier years over at John Rhodes in Canada. And uh, one of my teammates now, Brianna Jones, uh, we both went over there uh, when we were younger on their teams. And she's like, hey, I'm doing diving. Do you want to do it with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And now we're really good friends and we compete. And it's just really great fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, my diving experience is one, boot camp in Navy. They had to dive off a platform uh, feet first. And that was it. That was my diving <laughs> career. And certainly you don't dive in feet first. Uh, just give our listeners that aren't familiar with, you know, swimming and diving and, you know, in the finals event, you do six dives. Yep. Now, do they do, do they take the score of your best dive? Do they combine the scores? How does that all work? Uh, so most meets there are three judges, but for UP finals, there are five judges. And so what happens, it's, it's, Kind of complex, but once you get used to it, it's nice and easy. So there are five categories of dives. Okay. There's a front, a back, a reverse, where you go forwards off of the board, but rotate backwards. And then inwards, where you go backwards off of the board, but rotate inwards. And then a twister, which can be any of the other four, but you just have to add a twist into it. And so each one starts with a different number. So we'll take a front, nice and easy, starts with a one. And then so each half rotation counts as one number. And then there's A, B, C, and D. A is straight, B is pike, where your legs are straight, but you fold kind of in half. C is tuck, where your legs, your knees are bent. And then D is kind of a free-for-all. That one's usually twisters. And then, so each dive has a degree of difficulty based on how hard it is. Usually they're in the ones, twos, and sometimes in college threes. And so for five judges... Uh, your bottom, your lowest score and your highest score are kicked out and then your middle three scores are taken and they add them up. So say if you got a five, a six and a five, that's a total of 16 points. And then say your degree of difficulty was 1.0, which isn't really a thing, then your total score would be 15 points, 16 points, <laughs> excuse me. And then they add all up six dives and whoever gets the most points wins. Olivia, I've asked a lot of questions to guests over the years, and I would say that was one of the most thorough answers I've ever heard. I followed you the whole way and it is complex. And that was a great answer. Great job. <laughs> and if you know her dad, you know exactly. How I was going to say, Jim be yeah, her dad? Yeah, yeah. Well, no wonder. <laughs> well, geez, now I know where she gets it from. Uh, Olivia, final question here before we get to uh, the a couple of the other athletes here. Uh, you're a junior, so you can come back next season. Uh, certainly, uh, I would assume you'll be back next season. What are some of the things that you want to work on between now and next year's UP finals to uh, continue to have such good success? Uh, well, between now and next year, I know I'm hoping all of our teammates are going to stay on the dive team. I know some of our boys are also swimmers and coach is trying to take them away from our dive team. He's trying to make them swim. Um, and I know they love swimming too, but I really hope that they can get better at diving and I hope all of us can get better. I'm really hoping that both our boys and our girls can take one, two next year at UP finals. And I know we all just really want to crank up those degree of difficulties to get higher scores next year. Well, Olivia, appreciate you joining us on the game. Congratulations on your first place in diving on the UP finals and uh, 
We'll probably get you back on next year. Heck, I could use her as a co-host, uh, Steve. Man, she's fantastic. <laughs> Let's get uh, Joanne Arbick in here next. Uh, she was a first-place finisher for the girls' 100-yard freestyle, a senior at Sioux High. And Joanne, thanks for joining us on the game. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, Northern Michigan swim and diving uh, shirt there. Is that just a shirt, or is that where you were going next year? I know the answer, but tell our listeners. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm headed next year. I had the opportunity to go to a couple of their swim camps and meet their coaches and they were interested in me and that's where I wanted to go. So that's where I'm headed. It's certainly a good school. Uh, kudos to you uh, making that decision. And, and let's go back to Saturday. You win the 100 yard freestyle in a time of 56 seconds, 0.34, 56.34 seconds. Uh, just to uh, walk our listeners through, uh, you know, that event. Certainly you want to finish first. You finished about a second and a half ahead or two seconds ahead of uh, one of your teammates, but Hey, it's always good to win and uh, certainly had to be a fun event for you. Yeah, it was super fun. And I got to swim it with Anna. She's also a senior. She took second and that was really fun to be able to do it one last time with her because we did it last year as well. And I was really, really hoping for a first, but Anna's also a very good swimmer. And I had won it three years in a row previously, and I wanted to keep that streak going. So I had high hopes, and they delivered. So yeah. that was good. Yeah, to win that event so many times, certainly a feather in your cap. And and just, uh, again, the experience for you, obviously, last year winning the event, and this year basically losing at the very end on a three-pointer, as your coach said, uh, certainly had to be a fun day, even though you didn't win the team event. Uh, you know, you, you girls definitely put out a good effort and, and certainly had some good results. Yeah. Everybody delivered on Saturday. Everybody stepped up and it was so fun to watch everybody do what they do best. I think I was happier for some of the swimmers and how they did than they were happy for themselves. It was so much fun. You a senior Joanne and uh, you know, just who are some of the people that helped you besides your coach? I'm sure your parents were very instrumental in your success here at Suhai. Just give our listeners some of the people that helped you uh, developing into you know a very good swimmer. Well, obviously, coach, and then my dad. Both my parents actually, but my dad was an assistant coach on the team all four years. Um, my mom always pushed me. Um, Dyke Justin um, was my coach for like four years um, through a club team and he decided to move to Madison, Wisconsin last year, which was a bummer, yes. but he was a huge help in getting me to where I am today. And obviously my teammates, um, they pushed me to be the best that I can be and they make it fun. Like, why do this if you're not having fun with your friends? So that's very helpful. So Joanne, you graduate this year and then head to Northern in the fall. Uh, looking forward to doing some college uh, swimming and diving. And heck, who knows? Maybe we'll see you here in a couple of years once Lake State gets a program. Got to be pretty excited to go to Northern. They always have a good swimming program there. Yes, I'm thrilled to be up there. They won GLEAX. The girls won GLEAX this year. The boys took third. So I could not be more excited with my decision to swim with them. I'm so, so excited to be them. Joanne Arbick joining us on the game. Joanne, congratulations on your uh, 100 freestyle win in the UP finals and uh, best of luck uh, throughout the rest of your high school uh, career as far as academics and once you head to Northern and we'll certainly keep track of your progress here on the game. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. All right. One more guest to get to here on the game from the Suhai girls swimming team, Julie Interrebner. She's a junior and she won first place in the 100 yard 
backstroke. Julie, thanks for joining us here on the game. Thank you for having me. 100-yard backstroke. That one's a tough one. I can't do that. I can't do any of these events, but you win with a time of 1 minute, 8.6 seconds, first place by... uh, Actually, no, excuse me, that was your seed time. You won by about half a second in the in the, uh, in the the event there in Marquette. Uh, just walk our listeners through that experience for you. Uh, obviously a close race, and like I said to the other two, it's always good to win. Yeah, it's a really tough event to swim, and I went in there seated third. I didn't think I could go for first place, but I did. I outtouched Ella Whalen. She's a senior on Marquette's team, and it was a really hard race, but I won did you have like long nails that day or do they, they kind of poo poo that as far as the, the I, vents? I didn't have long nails. I had a long reach. Yes. Long reach. Probably more important than long nails. Uh, Julie, at what point in your swimming career was the backstroke, uh, you know, something that you wanted to, you know, improve on is certainly one of the tougher strokes. They're all tough, but you know, the backstroke that, that takes a, a lot. Uh, at what point in your swimming career was the backstroke where you said, you know what, I want to do this. This is my race. Uh, over the summer, I had a swim camp at Northern, and I found out that I can do underwaters, which is really helpful for backstroke. And ever since then, I've swam backstroke. You have a chance to come back next season and and hopefully capture a UP championship, uh, much like you girls did last year and almost this season. Uh, just you know, the overall experience this weekend, your team didn't win, but uh, certainly had to be a lot of fun. Just tell our listeners how it was for you. It was it was quite stressful, but we pulled through and we did really well. We did better than we expected, got second place, and it was a lot of fun. What's next for you, Julie? Obviously a junior, so you'll be back next season, I would assume. Uh, what are some of the things that you want to work on between now and next year's UP Finals to uh, continue to have good success in the pool? Um, I've got a lot of recruiting to do. We're losing a lot of seniors for the girls' team, so I'm going to find some freshmen who are able to step it up so we have a chance of winning next year and just getting stronger and faster in the water. Julian Rebner joining us on the game. She was the winner of the 100-yard backstroke for the girls in this weekend's UP Finals. Uh, Julie, thanks for joining us, and uh, best of luck throughout the rest of the year. And certainly uh, next season, we'll talk more Sioux High swimming. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break here on the game. We come back, we have a little more on local sports to cover, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. We are And here's what you need to know. Coming up in an hour in college basketball on FS1, number 22 Ohio State takes on Indiana in college hoops. As far as what's happening on the ice rink right now, we've got the Flames and the Jets out of the NHL all square at one early third period. Two finals to report already. The Bruins dominate the Avalanche 5-1, to one, including three goals in the second. And the Hurricanes skate past the Flyers 4-3 to three in overtime. Also, something to mention, the Kentucky Derby has forfeited 2021 champ Medina Spirit after the horse tested positive for performance enhancers. Trainer Bob Baffert has received a 90-day suspension because of it. The Rams are, according to reports, going to hire Liam Cohen as their new offensive coordinator. He was the OC at the University of Kentucky. And the NFL and XFL agreed to a relationship to try out new rules, safety measures, and... 
Central Savings Bank has been your hometown bank since 1902. They live where you live, and they're here to help. They understand that life happens, and so do overdrafts from time to time. Stop into one of their nine locations and ask the CSB family about their overdraft coverage options, like an overdraft sweep, where they can automatically transfer your money from one account to another to cover overdrafts. Apply for a personal reserve account that is a line of credit to cover overdrafts, or ask about their new overdraft privilege program for qualifying accounts. Central Savings Bank has all the conveniences you need and want for today's world. Get started by asking what the CSB family can do for you. Bank with the best. Bank with Central Savings Bank. Subject to credit approval. Fees may apply. Member FDIC EHL. Central Savings Bank. Ask what we can do for you. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Taking a look at your News Talk 1400 weather forecast. We got the snow showers continuing into tonight. Tonight's low of around 10 or minus 12. Tuesday, more snow showers. Picking up a couple more inches, high 15 or minus 9. Still more snow showers. Tuesday night, cold too, low of 2 or minus 17. Finally, partly sunny on Wednesday with a high of 12 or minus 11. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 637 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Want to thank Steve Habusta, head coach of the Suhai Blue Devil Boys and Girls Swimming and Diving teams for joining us along with Julie Interrebner, Olivia Martin, and Joanne Arbick. More local sports to cover before we talk to Butch Davis coming up here in our next segment. The Sioux Greyhounds, they go 2-1 and one this past week in Ontario Hockey League play. The Hounds top Flint on Wednesday at home in a shootout. Two to one. They were defeated at London on Friday, eight to five, and bounced back on Saturday on the road, topping Owen Sound four to one. The Hounds now 27, 15, four and one on the year, 59 points, second place in the West Division, one point behind the first place Flint Firebirds, and six points ahead of third place Windsor. Hounds will be at home on Wednesday night to take on Sudbury, and then a big two game series at the GFL Memorial Gardens this Friday and Saturday as they will take on the London Knights. Start times for all three games, 7.07 p.m. You can hear all of them over on Rock 101 with Jerry Liscom Jr. The OHL also announced last week the regular season will be extended to April 17th. This will give all 20 members, te- 20 member teams rather, a chance to compete 
complete their respective 68-game schedules. Busy week in the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. Uh, this past week on Wednesday, the Sioux Thunderbirds took the Sioux Eagles to the woodshed at the John Rhodes Community Center as they trounced the Eagles 8-1. to Eagles would bounce back on Friday in a great game at Polar Stadium against the Timmins Rock, one of the best teams in the league. The Eagles would earn a point after falling in overtime to Timmins 5-4. to Eagles were down 3-0 and 4-2 late in the third period before rallying to take the game to overtime. The Thunderbirds would play that same Timmins squad on Saturday at home and also took the Rock to overtime. However, they would win the game in overtime 3-2. So Eagles bounced back on Saturday night in Blind River. Uh, They led a 2-0 lead in the third period escape. However, they would win that game in overtime 3-2. And yesterday, the Thunderbirds topped Espanola 4-1 on the road in NOJHL action. Standing in the West, standings rather in the West Division, the Thunderbirds have extended their lead over the Sioux Eagles by 10 points. The T-Birds hold 55 points. The Eagles are second with 45. They do have four games in hand on the Thunderbirds. Blind River in third place, just five points behind the Eagles. However, the Eagles have three games in hand on Blind River. And Greater Sudbury is fourth in the West with 37 points. The Eagles will take their first extended road trip of the year as they will travel to Hearst on Thursday, Timmins on Friday, and Cochrane on Saturday. The Sioux Thunderbirds will also take a long road trip up north. They will be at Kirkland Lake on Friday, Powassan on Saturday, and French River Sunday afternoon. You can catch all those games on Hockey TV. Our next Sioux Eagles broadcast here on News Talk 1400 will be a week from tomorrow, Tuesday, March 1st, when the Eagles will take on Greater Sudbury at Polar Stadium. Yours truly and Rob Horn will have the call Tuesday, March 1st, right here, starting at 645. The Sioux Indians' final weekend of Maha League action was at home this past weekend. The Indians fell to Honeybaked out of Detroit on Saturday, 3-2. to And the Indians would bounce back nicely on Sunday and knock off Honeybaked 5-2. to The Indians will be at home next this upcoming weekend to take on Lake Forest Prep Academy. Saturday at 4 at Polar Stadium and Sunday morning at 10 at the Taffy Able Arena. Laker Hockey earns a split at last place St. Thomas. They fall on Friday 2-1 to and they would bounce back to knock off St. Thomas 5-1. to Lakers will be at home this weekend taking on Bowling Green this Friday and Saturday night at the Taffy Able Arena. You can hear those games over on Yes FM with the voice of Laker hockey, Bill Crawford and John Forrest. The Lakers are currently tied for fourth place in the CCHA with Bowling Green, 33 points, one point ahead of sixth place Northern Michigan, who hold 32 points. So the Lakers, uh, if they want to get a home ice playoff berth, they're going to need at least to get least get one win, possibly two to be able to host a first-round series. And you can hear more on Laker hockey and those possibilities as far as playoffs and all things. Laker hockey tomorrow at noon right here on News Talk 1400 with the Laker Hockey Show with the voice of the Lakers, Bill Crawford, along with head coach Damon Witten and a cast of thousands. The Laker men's basketball team, they split on the road this weekend. The Lakers would record their sixth straight win on Thursday 
as they knocked off Purdue Northwest 71 to 63. Kimon Bassett had 18 points and 13 rebounds in that one to lead the Lakers. Laker men saw their six-game winning streak snapped at Parkside on Saturday as they fell to the Rangers for the second time this season, 90 to 61. Malik Adams had 13 points for Lake State. Laker men are currently in third place in the GLIAC with an 11 and 7 record, 16 and 8 overall. They are tied with Saginaw Valley with two games to play. The Laker men will finish the regular season at home this Thursday and Saturday. They'll take on Northern Michigan Thursday night at 7.30 and Michigan Tech on Senior Day at the Bud Cooper Gymnasium on Saturday at 3 p.m. You can hear both those games right here on News Talk 1400 with David John. The Lakers control their own destiny for home court in the GLIAC quarterfinals. Two wins, and they will finish at least in a tie for third. The Laker men can finish as high as third or as low as seventh, depending on this week's results. And a top four finish means they will be at home next Wednesday for GLIAC quarterfinals. Laker women's basketball team, they go one and two last week in GLIAC play. They fell at home against Wayne State in a makeup game this past Tuesday, 80 to 44. They won their third conference game of the year Friday afternoon at Purdue Northwest in their first conference road win. 62 to 56. Mackenzie Bray with 21 points in the victory. And the Laker women would be officially eliminated from the postseason on Saturday as they fell to Parkside 87 to 66. Another solid performance by Mackenzie Bray as the senior scored a career high 30 points in the loss. Laker women 3 and 13 in the GLIAC, currently in 10th place, 4 and 18 overall. They, too, will close out the regular season at home Thursday against Northern Michigan at 5.30 and Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. against Michigan Tech. It will be senior day on Saturday at the Bud Cooper Gymnasium. And if you can't make those games, you can hear those games right here on News Talk 1400 with David John. We're going to take a break here on the game. We come back, we will transition to regional sports with co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs, because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at onbloans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals, FDIC insured equal housing lender. Don Wilson Insurance Agency is big enough to serve and small enough to care. Don Wilson Insurance offers coverage from Fremont Insurance for personal, auto, home, boat, and commercial. Caring about community is just one of the things that sets us apart. We like to think of it as teamwork. When it comes to protecting the things that matter most, we have you covered. Call Don Wilson Insurance today for your free Fremont insurance quote at 906-635-5600. 
Reed Metals in Dafter, your honest main source recycling business, hopes everyone is staying safe during this pandemic that just won't stop. Reed Metals is still paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, lead-based batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Reed Metals also buys copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals. Reed Metals wants to pay you for your scrap metals and scrap vehicles. Reed Metals also offers roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com. Reed Metals is conveniently located only 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. And welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Joining us now on the game, co-host of the game here on News Talk 1400 and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. A brand new edition of Butch on Sports from Sunday night. You can find that show on his web page. Just go to Simply Butch 2. That's T-O-O.Potomatic.com. You can also find Butch on Sports on Facebook. Just look up Butch on Sports. You can find all the additions there as well. You can find Butch on Sports on our podcast page, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As Butch joins us each and every week to talk about what's going on, not just in the Metro Detroit sports scene, but sports across the area around the country, and even around the world. Butch, it's snowing up here again. A little chilly, but we're used to it. How are you doing tonight? Uh, it's 50-something degrees here, oh. and <laughs> it sucks here, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway decent there, okay? So, uh, you know. I'll trade. A lot to talk about. Uh, we do have a lot to talk about, Butch, and uh, let's certainly talk about uh, a story that's really captured a lot of attention over the last 24 hours, and you talked about it on your show last night, and I certainly wanted to give time to talk about it here tonight. It involves the University of Michigan head basketball coach, Juwan Howard, uh, Michigan's men's basketball head coach, Juwan Howard, uh, threw a punch during a post-game handshake after his team's game against Wisconsin on Sunday, the Wolverines lost to Wisconsin at 77 to 63, and Howard and Wisconsin's coach Greg Gard shook hands, shook hands rather, and Howard could be seen saying something to Gard as he grabbed uh, Howard with his left hand to stop the Michigan coach from moving to the next person to shake hands with. This seemed to anger Howard as the two had been arguing for a few moments. Uh, the two were separated before another Wisconsin assistant began shouting at Howard, and shortly after, Howard threw a punch toward a member of the Badgers coaching team, sparking a punishing and shoving between pushing rather, not punishing, between both sets of players and staff. A guard spoke post-game uh, to CBS about his uh, perspective of the altercation. He said apparently he didn't like that I called a timeout to reset the 10-second clock because we only had four seconds to get the ball over half court. And I didn't want to put my backups in. I had all my bench guys in the game. 
I didn't want to put them in that position of scrambling with only a few seconds. Uh, Howard addressed the incident as well, Butch, in the postgame conference saying, I didn't like the timeout they called. I'll be totally honest. I thought it wasn't necessary at that moment, especially with it being a large lead. I thought that wasn't fair to our guys. So I just wanted to set the stage for those maybe that hadn't seen it or hadn't heard about it, what happened. I wanted your thoughts, Butch. Uh, you've, you've been around Juwan Howard a lot more than I have because I've never been around I just wanted your thoughts as far as that whole situation. And we'll certainly talk more about that here till the top of the hour. Are you ready, boys and girls? We are ready. Hold it, hold it down the floor. What I saw, you guys, what you saw, what I saw was Juwan Howard was going to pass this guy up like a Sunday funny. And that's when the impeding start. That's where Mr. Guard impeded him. That means he stopped him. Didn't shake no hand. No hand was shook. Okay, it was a bunch of touching, but and Mr. Gar instigated that. Okay, to that fact. Now, getting on to Mr. Howard here. There's no secret that this is not his first rodeo. No, when getting along with somebody or getting leaked off because things don't go his way. If I was Jawan Howard and I felt the way I felt, I would have turned around and exit stage right. Waved my hand up in the air and went to the locker room. Yep. That didn't happen. Okay? And I've been in enough melees, the piston melee and some others at high schools and whatnot to know that it don't take but one clown to get something started there. They don't look at the person who starts it. They look at the person who slows the second punch. And that's where Juwan Howard caught caught the... Got the butt end of it here. As of right now, is official, Dwan Howard is suspended for the rest of the season. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, well, I got it. Okay. okay. I'm butch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's suspended for the rest of the season. Now, when postgame come about, I'm quite sure he will be allowed to coach <clears throat> if they get to the playoffs or whatever may be at the championship tournament or whatever may be. That's, so be it. But he's gone for the rest of the season there. And that's because what I just said should have took place. The man had no business trying to explain to him. He has a right to coach his team, to use the timeouts, to do anything he wanted to do in regards of his team. That's the same with Juwan Howard, okay? And that happened. Juwan Howard, to me personally, he was mad because of the outcome, and he was not only mad at himself, he wasn't mad only with his players. He was going to doggone get his frustrations out any way he possibly can. Mr. God gave him a reason to do that there. And when you get all this other stuff going on with the handshaking and the this and the that, and you don't feel like going through those rituals and whatnot here, you know, it's on Juwan to, to have the better sense of judgment and walked away and just didn't participate in it. I see many coaches get together after the game under the tunnel and whatnot there to hash out some indifferences or use a post game to, to deal with that. If you wanted to do that, that was fine and dandy with me. But what took place on that floor should never have took place there. That was just plain and simple. There are some things that need to be cleared up 
with the with the uh, NCAA. It needs to be cleared up with a lot of people who watch the game there. And it needs to be also cleared up with certain media correspondents going out there, hyping this thing up to a no, not one, because that's not going to do this thing any good, okay? So, you know, what I see right now, I think Mr. Garn should have a suspension because if he's impeding someone from going about their way, then he should be penalized too. And not no recommend. He should be suspended too. If he doesn't get nothing but a game, he should be suspended too. He's in charge of his group. He's in charge of what comes out of his mouth. He didn't have to say now one word. Let Juwan make a fool of himself. And I got to hear the voice and the voice of the whole dog on exchange. And he did make a fool of himself. I'm talking about Juwan Howard. That is. Yep. And, and and that's it. You know, I it really is it, a shame that things have to be this way. <laughs> and but sometimes you got to use your better judgment when things are just not going right for you, and they have not been going right for Michigan this season, like expected. But he got to shake it on off and show that he's a bigger man right now, as a coach, as a general who pulled who personally employs other people, who he's in charge of, and, and most importantly, those kids, okay? It, it's, it, it, it's shameless. A lot of people talk about, and I, re, I know you remember this particular, when the Detroit Pistons and the Chicago Bulls played together at the Palace. Yep. And the Pistons decided not to shake hands, but to walk off. Right. And a lot of people complain about that, that that was just not fitting, that was not test. Uh, that's why Isaiah Thomas didn't go to the Olympics and a whole lot of things. But that's the right thing to do. When you're not feeling as well as you should be, you're not at your whole sense, the best thing to do is walk away. That's biblically and otherwise, okay? Why sit up there and make things worse? And Juwan did that. He did not use his sense of judgment. I'm quite sure the University of Michigan is going to have him take some anger management because the week before, if you can remember, he was on the doggone floor and stopped the doggone ball that was rolling, which he had no business picking up, and got a technical for it. Now, he was sorry for it and all the other stuff there, but where's his head? Is it in the gutter or what? So... I ain't going to say too much more about this particular situation. Right now, I'm waiting for what they're going to do about Wisconsin and how that's going to be handled. And by the way, the suspension was given by the University of Michigan. It's not the NCAA that stepped on in and said, this is what they're going to do there. Butch Davis breaking the news tonight that Juwan Howard has been suspended for the rest of the regular season. And, you know, I'm not going to come too hard down on on Juwan Howard either, Butch. You know, it's it's one of those things where, like you said, if he had to do it over again, he should have walked away. I think there was certainly blame on both sides. But I, I, the final question before we go to break is, did he have a justification to get that upset? I'm sure he was more mad about how the game went and how his team's performing. But, you know, he still had his starters out there. And, you know, with 30 seconds left, down 15, they call a timeout. Was he justified to be that upset about the situation that he said he was so upset about, in your opinion? Well, here's the deal here. Wisconsin had only three seconds to put the ball in play or whatever. 
Now, if this guy calls a timeout with your scar, they reset the clock to 10 seconds. So I can see his judgment in doing that for the betterment of his team, even though his team done won the game, okay? Right. That's a kind of dope fiend move, too, that you kind of look at. But, again, this man has the right to do that. And Jawan don't have no right to sit up there and question that. So he belonged to game 10 more seconds. So what? You, If you admit that the game is out of hand, then let it be. But, again, it all comes down to using your good headset. And and this should never happen, okay? Again, I think Juwan should have did the best thing was walk off the court, you know, go to the tunnel. If you wanted to talk to the coach, after the game under the tunnel, fine. But you got to use your best headsets and judgment there. Butch, I'll end with this. My cousin Tiny, who listens to the show, uh, said if he wanted to get mad about somebody calling a bad timeout, he should have looked up Chris Weber. Remember that one? Sure. <laughs> We're going to take our top of the hour break. When Butch and I come back, we'll talk more college basketball and dive into the rest of the sports stories that you are waiting to hear more of. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Mark Patrick Seminars is coming to Sault Ste. Marie Saturday, March 12th for one day only. Here Mark talks about how hypnosis works to help people lose weight or stop smoking. We all have an image of ourselves, and that image, if we have an image of a non-smoker, we attract non-smoker behaviors and beliefs. If we have an image of a smoker, we attract the habits of a smoker. If we have the image of a person who is overweight, we live up to those expectations. So one of the things we focus on with our programs is this, is we work on, at the subconscious level, the image or snapshot of yourself. If you have a healthy image, you attract healthy habits. We work on, under hypnosis, taking the pleasure association out for smokers that they have towards smoking, putting back in what they already know consciously that it's a filthy, disgusting habit that they never wish they start in the first place that's killing them dead. And we get them out of these sessions feeling good about themselves and guess what? They want to do these things instead of feel like they have to do them. Don't miss Mark Patrick Seminars Saturday, March 12th at the Best Western Hotel. For more information, go to markpatrickseminars.com. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series motors and sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Pickford, Michigan. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Taking a look at your News Talk 1400 weather forecast. Oh, we got some snow showers moving in. It's going to continue into tonight. Tonight's low of 10 or minus 12. Pick it up a few inches overnight and more on Tuesday with some snow showers. High of 15 or minus 9. Snow showers continue Tuesday night. Finally clear out on Wednesday. Partly sunny, 12 or minus 11. Let's get to the second half of the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. 
And welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Again, the breaking news broken by Butch Davis that Michigan basketball coach Juwan Howard suspended for the rest of the regular season. And uh, Butch and other Butches listening, my dad, uh, Roy Nason, uh, tuned in and just sent me a message. He said, your comments were spot on. And so if Butch Nason likes your comments, Scott Scott Nason likes him as well, sir. Uh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Let, let's get to the action on the court. Butch is now we're really starting to focus more on college basketball as the NFL is done. And uh, March Madness is just a few weeks away. And let's start with the Big Ten. Uh, you know, Michigan right now uh, in trouble as far as I'm concerned. A 14 and 11 overall after losing to Wisconsin, 77 to 63. Uh, you know, this wasn't the year that a lot of people thought Michigan would have. Uh, certainly, uh, they're going to have to scrap some wins together and uh, probably make a pretty good run in the Big Ten tournament if they're going to make the big dance uh, with the 68 teams in March Madness. Uh, You know, what's going on with Michigan? Just, you know, they've just been very inconsistent and just can't seem to get it together on the court so far. Scott, the word I'm going to use is methodic. If you ever saw some of the Michigan games here lately, and I've seen a couple of them there, their team started off the game very methodic, yes. very slow. Uh, you know, want to control the tempo. And that don't get it when you have a good team out there. That good team is going to bypass all that stuff there because they have scouted it or dealt with it in films and sessions, practice it. And uh, they're ready for it there. The better teams are going to be uh, more prepared. But Michigan right now, they have not been the team. Uh, they lost their center for a uh, humongous period of time. They don't have players that they had last year who are more or less had a little bit more savvy, more confident in their outside jumpers and whatnot there. Michigan seems to want to go against the grain, against people's strength, and they're not the team that they were last year with the personnel they had last year in order to do that. I think Michigan should have been a more or less a running team where basically they can beat people down the floor, get back and play spot-on defense, which at times they have done, but in the majority of the occasions they haven't done. I about saw seen games where Michigan is always fighting back or the game is close or they get a good lead, maybe in a couple games, only to lose them, okay, and have to fight back. So, no, this has not been Michigan's greatest year. And I think it's caught up with Jawan Howard, personally and utmost there. And for people, and again, you got to watch what the media says, because the media says the University of Michigan uh, – they recruited the right class for this year, one of the best classes in town. I don't see that. No. Not at all, okay? So you got to take your own judgment on what you see on the floor versus what's being said in the press to hype you up, to get you to watch some of this garbage, okay, that basically right now in in sports is right now the Big Ten Best teams right now, I would say, would be Wisconsin, would be Purdue, which will maybe be Iowa, okay, at this present time. Rutgers. That's a team to watch out for. You know, we look down down on, okay? 
they're beating up everybody. They are. They're making the games very competitive, more so than Michigan has. So, you know, it, it's going to be the, uh, the the tournament that's going to decide who stays in and who stays out. And, Butch, it's been quite a month in Ann Arbor just overall with their sports program. Obviously, with this, with Juwan Howard, you had the Jim Harbaugh saga, you know, going to greener pastures and then coming back with his hat in hand after not getting the Vikings job and now back at Michigan. You have the hockey team that's going through some uh, turmoil as far as potentially allegations of uh, COVID-19 violations last year, among other things. It's certainly not happy times in Ann Arbor right now, just it seems like the whole athletic program is kind of a mess from the outside. Well, it's been a mess for quite some time. <laughs> yes, it and has. All of it's catching up with them, like <laughs> all catching up with slops here. Uh, it's just, it's just, just plain pitiful, okay, with Michigan sits out there and proclaim that they are, but when the final analysis go, it's not. How about, you know, who wants a to me, wanted a longer stretch contract, right? Which Michigan could have prevented, okay, by giving the man uh, the extension that they're going to have to give him anyway if they wanted to keep him, okay? They saw the handwriting on the wall with the Michigan State signing of ten years and X amount of million dollars. Ninety-five. That's yeah. what Michigan did not want to do. But you have to satisfy the egos of others, which they end up doing uh, five years for $50 million. Look like to me, for a certain period of time, again, Harbaugh is making more money than the man at Michigan State. But why wait and gut things on out when you could have finished all this way ahead of time there, way before the season ended there? You know, it, it doesn't make a bunch of sense. I think Harbaugh truly wanted to be in the pros. But again, he has a record of when things don't go his way. Yep. He's like a baby who's sucking his thumb, <laughs> okay, and, 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 and goes through all these changes. And I think Michigan is aware of it. I think uh, the NFL is very much aware of it there when he did his job in San Francisco when for three years things went very good. And then for another year, it went very bad. So, you know, that's on Harbaugh to change his image on how he does things and how he wants things done. If he does the, the job that many people thought he was capable of, which is, was this year, of course, the big game is always Michigan State and Ohio State. Those are the the, the pedal stones for Michigan to say that they had a successful season or not. Okay, so I don't know. Michigan right now is in dire straits right now. How they handle their program from the the top administration all the way down to you know I'm not going to blame the, the the training staff or whatever it may be, but the administration staff need to kind of get their self together there. Yep. Drama in Ann Arbor. I'm saddened and that's a shame. And that's, that's nice. That's and that's, nice. Yeah, exactly. Well, a little drama on the court in East Lansing, Butch. Michigan State also had a rough weekend, falling at home to number 12, Illinois, 79 to 74. The Spartans are 18 and 8, but they've lost four of five games. 
you know, this team's, I, I follow them a little more than Michigan, uh, just turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. They just can't seem to keep their hands on the ball. And, uh, you know, a good start and lots of expectations. But right now, Sparty's slumping. I guess uh, I'd rather have them slump now than in March. But Michigan State's been struggling over the past couple weeks. Well, Michigan State, too, have the same problem that Michigan got there, consistency with the people that they put on the floor there. And again, it's not the pros where you can flop off five, bring five in, and bring five out, okay? Some of these players play a considerable amount of time on the floor, and nutrition, you know, falls into play during the tail end of the season for those particular players. The coaches are not going to say anything about it. No. They're not going to say, well, I need to rest this player, that player, whatever it may be. And I think that's due to Michigan State's fault right now where they're doing uh, a, a poor job on the floor there. They just right now, they need to rest up some players. They need to get themselves reset, okay? And the word I'm using is reset. Yep. So they can understand this is the competition that's up front. I do believe they got like five games to go there before the season's over. They got to reset and, and look at the, the competitors one game at a time. They can't worry about down the road a piece because they may not be there either there. I do believe before Michigan now that Michigan State will kind of straighten out their problem and just before the um the playoffs start in the championship uh tournament they have in the Big Ten, uh they'll they'll end up getting in there. But again, you know, it's not the same Michigan State that we Michigan State is kind of a grinding team there yep. where they can do a whole lot of other things, maybe better than other teams in general. They've never been that great shooting team, no. per se, there. But as far as grinding and, and, and being physical and all, Michigan State got that down pat. But they haven't been, regardless of how they've been playing the games, been able to finish them off. Michigan State will be at Iowa on Tuesday. Michigan will host Rutgers on Wednesday. And Butch, uh, you mentioned some of the teams that that are doing well in the Big Ten. Uh, the standings: Purdue in first place, thirteen and four; Illinois and Wisconsin, twelve and four; and that Rutgers team, ten and six. But they've beaten a lot of good teams. They beat Michigan State. They've beaten Purdue. They won at Wisconsin. You also have I- Ohio State, nine and five; Michigan State, nine and six; Michigan and Iowa, eight and seven. Still lots to determine. But I'll tell you what. I would not want to play that Rutgers team in the Big Ten tournament or in the Big Dance. Uh, they probably will make it uh, as long as they don't go on a big slump. But I, that Rutgers team, they 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 have the opportunity to really upset some people's brackets if they do make the tournament. They're the team right now that you got to watch in yeah. the Big Ten and also throughout the country. There, they seem to getting better as the as the season go along, progressing there. And I no, I wouldn't want to play him either. The Horizon League, Butch, one that you're close to. Uh, Oakland has kind of slipped a bit in the standings. They're now fifth at eleven and six. U of D and seventh, nine and six. But boy, that team—they like playing at home, undefeated, seven and zero at home, five and thirteen on the road. Just give our listeners an update on uh, a league that you're very familiar with, the Horizon League. Well, the Rising League is going to be a circus when it comes down to the and when they get down to Indianapolis at Farmers Coliseum for their particular tournament there. Because the majority of the first six teams in the league 
has a very big opportunity of, of winning that conference there and getting an automatic bid to the NCAA. Uh, University of Detroit, if they, if they had to play all their games at home, yeah. <laughs> they would be on the top of the scale there. But again, and they won 14 in a row. This is a, a trail back from last year here. So they seem to be a pretty good dog on home team when it comes down to home, but their problems big time is when they get on the road and don't do anything. Now, Oakland, on the other hand, <clears throat> who's just down the road a piece in Rochester, uh, it's, I don't understand their, their method. They seem like they're being a tougher team right now, but I think a lot of teams are catching up with Oakland and how they do business, and that's where they're having the problem with there. So they're going to have to kind of sharpen up their skills in Oakland in order for them to, again, be competitive in that tournament there and maybe get that bid, automatic bid, for the NCAA tournament. And, Butch, finally, before we go to our first break here in our second hour in the MAC, uh, the Michigan school's not doing so hot. Central Michigan, 6-18, and 18, Eastern Michigan, 9-18, and 18, and Western Michigan, 6-21 and 21 overall. You know, usually you have one of those teams kind of in the mix, but the Michigan teams in the MAC uh, struggling this season. Not so much this year here. No. None of them will be going anywhere here. But, again, <clears throat> this has been a weird season because, we didn't know what to look forward to due to COVID and a whole lot of other little things that are popping up left and right and catching people off guard. But again, those three schools that you just mentioned, uh, they're not doing very well at all. Kent State doing pretty doggone good. Uh, Bowling Green, uh, they're being very competitive, although the record don't show that there. But I don't know. Uh, don't be surprised that you won't get one of those teams that are under 500 be in the finals there. Yep, very well could happen. Butch, we're going to take our first break of our two. When you and I come back, we'll transition to the NBA, uh, talk Detroit Pistons, and the NBA All-Star Game this weekend in Cleveland. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 40 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business, farm projects, or anything in between. Call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric, 2893 Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. <laughs> okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on Westwater Street in the Sioux. 
It's the official tractor of Tough Cab Month at Mahindra. Now's the perfect time for a stop at Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service. Get great deals on all cab tractors, including 0% interest on select models, or save thousands. From the comfort of a climate-controlled Mahindra cab, nothing will hold you back from working the land you love. Not extreme cold, heat, bugs, or dust. So don't miss Cab Month savings. You'll find them just off exit 373 in Rudyard, Michigan, or online at GaylorThompsonSales.com. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 717 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, moving on to the NBA, it was two kids from Akron stealing the show Sunday night at the NBA's All-Star Game. Stephen Curry put on a shooting clinic hitting 16 three-pointers and scoring 50 points. Most of those three-pointers, if not all, were uncontested, while LeBron James hit a one-legged turnaround jumper to clinch the victory for Team LeBron over Team Durant, 163-160. to Uh, Butch, did you watch the NBA All-Star game, and uh, what were your thoughts about the defense that was played Sunday night in Cleveland? I watched some of it. I was watching in America's Test Kitchen or something. There. <laughs> you know, Young Sherman. Good no. stuff. <clears throat> and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the All-Star Game. I did watch the halftime and the presentation of those <clears throat> players. And I was very shocked not to see Bob Lanier introduced. Yeah, really? That was a joke. Again, the NBA knows how to screw something up blind. Well, they did at that time. Uh, I saw that. But, you know, these all-star games here, more and more, every year, they become more boring than ever. I mean, I, I didn't like it, you know. It just, you know, it, I'm not amused by it. I'm really not. Maybe it's good for the fans who, <coughs> excuse me, uh, spend a majority, a lot of money to be part of it. You know, I listened to the LeBron James story when he was about seven or when he was 11, 12 years old when they had the last All-Star game there and and his friends all wanted to go and they didn't. No, I don't know. It's, it just wasn't amusing to me. I'm sorry. All-Star games are not like they used to be. And for that same, I didn't, I didn't get too much of it. Yeah, I'm the same way, Butch. I mean, when the game is played so much differently from the, a game of the regular season, and granted, there's many times not a lot of defense in NBA games in the regular season. I, I just, I tune out. It's like the Pro Bowl. It's like the NHL All-Star Game. And I'm just not a big fan of the of the Team LeBron or Team Durant. You know, just have it East versus West and make it simple. I, I, I don't understand why they've gone away from that. Because of money. Yeah, money. true, true. And the the stations who want to carry these bad boys, which if these leagues going to be, <laughs> excuse me, somewhat legit, they're going to have to change and take, <laughs> oh, excuse me, take control of their uh, their leagues there. Yeah, when but- it comes down to the stations who have uh, the rights to 
broadcast those bad boys there. And Butch, you mentioned at halftime, uh, the NBA celebrated its diamond anniversary, honoring uh, 75 years on the hardwood floor with their 75th anniversary team. 45 members of that team uh, were at the game, uh, of course, including Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, among many. And that that was one of the things, you know, you're always going to have a player or two that should be deserving of that team. But boy, Bob Lanier, that one was kind of a surprise there. Uh, you know, this this is a guy that put together a very good career many times on bad teams. Uh, were there any other uh, notable names that were left off that team? Uh, Bob Lanier was the one that stood out to me. Well, it didn't leave. Bill Bradley was another one. Okay. That could come out the, for the New York Knicks for years and great, great, great. Who helped them with the championship. Uh, I didn't understand that either. Butch, looking at the NBA moving forward, let's talk about the Detroit Pistons. Uh, before the All-Star break, they actually won a game in Boston, 112-111. The Pistons will resume action Thursday night as they will take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll, have, we'll join that game in progress after Laker basketball. But, you know, on the court, Butch, uh, Pistons 13-45, and 45, second worst record in the NBA. And, you know, we've talked about them at nauseum over the past few weeks and uh, many things don't uh, change. Uh, is there any optimism or hope for Piston fans that maybe after the All-Star break, some wins are put together, maybe they'll start to uh, get that passion that they've often lacked on the court and uh, their head coach maybe will have a coming to Jesus moment and uh, become a good head coach for the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> you must be wishing a whole lot. <laughs> I don't see it happening there. I think Pistons know exactly what they're doing. <clears throat> And let's lose as many games as they possibly can. Even the league is trying to pump Kate uh, Cunningham to be this second uh, coming of the masses here. Yeah. And maybe what he did in the offside game was nice, but he hasn't done it here in Detroit on a consistent note here. And maybe because he's young, maybe I'm higher on him. But, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> it just. Just it it don't it doesn't look feasible right now. And as the season go on, and less people show up to see the Piston games, maybe they'll get in that thick skull that they need to make some changes. And to me, I told you before, uh, the biggest change they need to make is a head coach. They need a good professional head coach who takes no nonsense from kids, but they're able to convince the kids to do what they ask them to do in order to be winners. And right now I don't see that from the coach that we have right now. I would agree with that, Butch. And looking at the standings in the NBA in the East, right now you have Miami and Chicago atop the East, Philly and Cleveland and Milwaukee, two and a half games back, Boston four and a half out, Toronto five and Brooklyn seven. In the West, Phoenix still has the best record in the NBA. They will be without Chris Paul for some time. You have Golden State six and a half out, Memphis, watch out for that Memphis team. They're in third, eight games back, Utah 12 out, Dallas 
Dallas 13 and a half, Denver 15, Minnesota having a pretty good year, 17 and a half out and the LA Clippers in the last spot and the LA Lakers right now on the outside looking in. Just overall uh, NBA heading into the well second half or I should say the post All-Star break. Who are a couple of the teams that you're watching? I really like what's going on in Cleveland. They've done a great job making that team very competitive this year and boy that Memphis team, I really like what they're doing, you know, all the focus is on John Morant, which it should, but I really like his backup, Tyrus Jones. I think he has contributed a lot in that team. That's just a good young team, and I would not want to play them in the West. Just overall, Butch, uh, some of the things in the NBA that you're noticing. Well, not a damn one of them really here, personally. No, Memphis has done very good here. Cleveland has shown people when you can make decent trades, to get a good coaching staff around there, and they buy into the program you uh, raised a seat for them, that they can do a pretty good, reasonable job. And I had to go off to Cleveland and the Cavaliers and how they're doing things right now. Uh, of course, the league is all talking about again the Nets and the Philadelphia. Yep. And there'll be failures once again for the rest of the season, and therefore, on the West. <clears throat> You know Golden State is going to be there. I think the big uh, talk is going to be about L.A. and how they're going to be able to produce. Uh, Anthony Davis, he's going to be out for some time here yep. right now there. Uh, don't tell him what LeBron James is going to do as far as his health and well-being is concerned. Uh, you did mention Phoenix and uh, Chris Paul. So it's I think the the team that you look for the West to maybe kind of rise a little bit would be Denver. Yep. Would be Dallas and the Clippers. No one's mentioning the Clippers right now here, and for good reason. The Kawhi Leonard was the big bad boogie man for him. <laughs> but right now, it's not the same as what it should be there. So I think we looked for the end of the wire being that they have this in-game situation is anybody can be in and a whole lot of people can be out. But one thing for sure, the Pistons won't be in either or, okay? <laughs> That's right. They'll be good pack. They might well pack up their stuff right now there. They bring very limited things to the locker room and, and just get out of town when the last game happens. I would not argue that one bit. Butch, we're going to take our bottom of the hour break. We'll get a Fox Sports report. And then when you and I come back, we'll transition and talk about the National Hockey League, the Detroit Red Wings, Major League Baseball, and a whole bunch of other stuff. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. We are what you need to know. According to ESPN, Michigan will suspend head men's basketball coach Juwan Howard for the rest of the regular season, so that's going to be five games. This after he tried to take a swing at a Wisconsin assistant coach in the handshake line yesterday after the Wolverines got ripped up on the court by the Badgers. Howard may be subject to steep fines. We'll know that in the near future. MLB insider Bob Nightingale is reporting the league and the Players Association spent five hours today trying to come to 
to a new collective bargaining agreement. The league did make changes to the bonus pool and draft lottery, but no talk about the luxury tax. The sides will pick up the conversations tomorrow where the players will come up with a counter to today's presented adjustments. Meanwhile, according to the NFL Network, with the talk about the NFL Combine having to have a bubble, that is not going to happen anymore. It has been unbubbled, quote-unquote. I'm Brian Bentley. Central Savings Bank has been your hometown bank since 1902. They live where you live, and they're here to help. They understand that life happens, and so do overdrafts from time to time. Stop into one of their nine locations and ask the CSB family about their overdraft coverage options, like an overdraft sweep, where they can automatically transfer your money from one account to another to cover overdrafts. Apply for a personal reserve account that is a line of credit to cover overdrafts, or ask about their new overdraft privilege program for qualifying accounts. Central Savings Bank has all the conveniences you need and want for today's world. Get started by asking what the CSB family can do for you. Bank with the best. Bank with Central Savings Bank. Subject to credit approval. Fees may apply. Member FDIC EHL. Central Savings Bank. Ask what we can do for you. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Taking a look at your News Talk 1400 weather forecast. We got the snow showers continuing into tonight. Tonight's low of around 10 or minus 12. Tuesday, more snow showers. Picking up a couple more inches, high 15 or minus 9. Still more snow showers Tuesday night. Cold to low of 2 or minus 17. Finally, partly sunny on Wednesday with a high of 12 or minus 11. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. And welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. If you want to hear the full two-hour version of tonight's show, you can find it here a little bit later on tonight on the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Butch, let's move on to the Detroit Red Wings and the National Hockey League. The Wings haven't been in action since last Thursday, where they topped the New York Rangers in a shootout by the score of three. Three to two. They also lost at Minnesota last Monday night, seven to four. The Wings, 23, 22, and six, still in fifth place in the Atlantic Division, eight points behind first 
place Boston and that final playoff spot. The Wings will be at home this week. They'll take on Colorado on Wednesday and Saturday. They'll take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. You can hear both those games over on 1230 WSOO. And Butch, you know, the Wings uh, in one of the tougher portions of their schedule, certainly playing a couple good teams this week. But that game on Thursday against the New York Rangers, I thought the Wings played very well. Yeah, they did pretty doggone good, and uh, they seem to be together. Now, they have a week off, and you know they don't practice like a hog on flop again to get their things together. But they're going to have to show some consistency in how they do things there, mainly on defense there, because that's where their problems lie and not covering uh, or giving the protection of their goaltender that they need there. If they can get through that particular hog, and these next, uh, I say, five games where all those teams you just mentioned are very competitive there, they may have a chance to uh, kind of scoop up Boston a little bit and kind of make them shake a little. But, uh, you know, it's good to see that the Red Wings are doing better than they have or maybe people gave them credit for this year than they have done in years past. We're now seeing the fruits of the labor, and we have not seen all the talent that Steve Eisenman has acquired right now that's going to make this team a whole heck of a lot better. And I think the reason the Wings are where they are, Butch, is they've avoided that very long losing streak. As a matter of fact, the last four times the Wings have lost a game, they've bounced back and won. Uh, another improvement, I think, for the Wings have been their play on the road. Uh, the Wings have earned points in six of their last eight road games. They've won at Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and the New York Rangers. Uh, you know, maybe those wins don't seem a lot, but over the years past, it seems like they always lost at those places. And then you mentioned just, you know, there's more talent on this roster, and there's talent that we've yet to see. I mean, you look at how Cider and Raymond are doing, both Rookie of the Year candidates. I mean, you've seen uh, Larkin, Bertuzzi. Uzi, Fabry, Suter all really take steps forward. I think there's a lot of promise with this Wings team. Uh, certainly, you know, this is a tough stretch and it might be tough for them to continue to stay in the playoff mix. But, you know, there's a lot of positivity, in my opinion, with the Wings, unlike the Pistons, who were pretty much in a very similar situation. The Wings are taking those steps forward. The Pistons, they seem to be taking steps backwards. Pistons don't know what they want. No. That's just plain and simple there. Uh, they got a very poor management staff, a very poor owner, <clears throat> maybe a very rich owner, but a <laughs> owner right now who don't give a damn about the team and how their performance is because he, by this time, should have said something that had a come-to-Jesus meeting with the head coach and also the general manager and how things are going on there. And I, I expect things to be much better there. Some of the moves they have made is just plain ridiculous. But we're talking about the Red Wings right now. And the thing that I like to see for the Red Wings, not only the defense approved, but establish your home turf, yes. okay? I don't think the Red Wings have done a very decent job of that, although they have made it very exciting for people to come to uh, Little Caesars Arena and come and see them play there. Because uh, they have been competitive in almost every game they've played at home. Just a few games that they've just looked just completely bad. 
But they got to win some of them games at home there. That's where it counts the most there. Your home turf has to be your sanctuary there if you don't do anything else. But, again, winning on the road and flopping it around a little bit there, they're still over 500, and that's an improvement second to none from what we have seen in the last three or four years with the Red Wings. Butch, moving on to the NFL, and uh, last week, uh, former uh, offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn uh, did an interview with a local sports outlet where he was highly complimentary of his former boss, Dan Campbell, as well as team owner Sheila Ford Hamp. Uh, Lynn credited Campbell's leadership with holding the locker room together through the team's uh, three-win season last year and uh, saying he laid a cultural foundation that will lead to future success. And uh, the reason I bring that up is I think it was a, a class move by Anthony Lynn, maybe somebody that might have had a an axe to grind or have a chip on his shoulder. And I just think that shows his character for him to, you know, to, to give that interview and not, you know, burn bridges or say this or that. I think that spoke a lot for Anthony Lynn. Blow the dash. <laughs> you think he would just blow in smoke? Plain and simple, okay? I'm, I'm sorry, okay? I can't go along with that. I'm trying to be nice tonight. <laughs> you say that about the guy here? Well, I'm quite sure he was pretty doggone beat up. He did the thing, and this is where I think the character rides with him there. You know, you're always told to never say something bad about anybody. You can't say something good about somebody. Don't say nothing at all. And he took the high road, okay? Because I'm quite sure in the back of his mind after that eighth game of the of the season with the, the Lions there, he was not sitting on a, on a telephone pole. A lot of things got changed that way. He was the bottom man on the total pole there. And so, and yes, for his character to say nice things about a team that he don't mean, okay, and I'm going to say it, if nobody else does, it's completely nice, okay? Because you don't want to go into a situation which you should be totally blessed with and then now being the, uh, the new coach for another team, I think San Francisco, that's where he's going? I believe so, yes. Okay, so, you know, you don't want to get off the wrong foot and talk about somebody like a dog, okay? You you want to take the high road. He should be again. He should be very blessed that they hired him to do something. That basically right now the other team felt that he didn't do a very good job with. Okay, so you know let, I'll give him credit for that. But did I think he meant any of it? Not at all. No. <laughs> Butch, uh, good news for Detroit Lions season ticket holders. I believe there are still some left. An email was sent to season ticket holders last week from team president Rod Wood, uh, quoting Wood, as we, as we prepare for the 2022-23 season, I want to acknowledge we were where we are at as an organization. We understand that our results last season weren't good enough, and I speak for everyone at the Lions when I tell you that we are committed to being better on and off the field, and season ticket prices will not increase. They will stay the same. Good job, Rod Wood. <laughs> I teed that one up for you. I teed that one up. As it stands right now, they get more summer games to get more people from the visiting teams that really to change their damn cash register than they, than their own fans here, okay? I think the fans are sick of it, okay, for them losing the way they do. <clears throat> do it a thing. The fans are impressed by the last eight games or the last nine games of the season. Yes, they are. 
because they know this team is, is capable of much, much better. <clears throat> We've seen our head coaches take a better approach to take a responsibility for the team, a lot of more insight in how the team is run. I think we're very impressed with that. Now, they got to show it on the field, okay, and they got to get a bunch of coaches and, uh, and the players. Again, I had nothing bad to say about the players that they acquired last year. I think for what they had to work with, which was little to none at one time, point in time at the beginning of the season, they did fairly well there. Now, they got to get some leadership. They got to buy in a little bit more for what these coaches want them to do. And the Lions got to be a lot more creative in how to win a game, especially on defense, where, again, in certain games, when you got leads, you got to hold them, and they got to do a better job of doing that. Butch, one final NFL note before we go to our final break. Brian Flores back in the NFL. The Pittsburgh Steelers hired the former Miami Dolphins coach on Saturday to serve as a senior defense. Defensive assistant Flores will specialize in working with Pittsburgh's linebackers, a group that includes NFL Defensive Player of the Year T.J. Watt. The hiring comes less than three weeks after Flores sued the NFL and three teams over alleged racist hiring practices following his dismissal by Miami. Though he has returned to coaching in the league, Flores says he will not abandon the lawsuit. I wanted your thoughts. Brian Flores found himself a job, but the lawsuit remains. You know, it happens to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay, with a Rooney rule. Yep. You know, you know, I'm just saying here, because truthfully, think, I think the NFL is in a whole deep, deep bunch of do, okay, when it comes down to how they do business. And again, I'll say it, I'll say it like it is. You can't tell an owner how to run their team, okay? You can't tell an owner who to hire and who to fire, okay? You can't do that. They're paying the check. They're signing the check. The best thing that can happen is that they acknowledge that there are some good minority coaches out here in this league that deserve opportunities. Instead of giving them a token run for it there, uh, they they do a better job of, of, of recruiting that and, 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 and embracing that. And then some owners take factual there when they got to look at tip versus tat. Maybe uh, they give some of these coaches that have done an exceptional job with some of the teams that has hired them via either in college or doing the pro ranks. They 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 get that together and get it right there. I don't I don't think the NFL the NFL got a lot of work to do. Okay, to show the general public that diversity is their number one cause of uh, of being real. Right now. When you talk about diversity, you look at the NBA, okay? That's just plain simple. They hold the standards for that there. Uh, not the NFL. I, I expect better of the NFL. And I think Roselle know that too. Or not Roselle. No, going uh, back old school. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wherever he is there. He's sitting in the season chair on that one there. But I think he, he acknowledges that they got to do a better job. Butch, we're going to take our final break of the night. When you and I come back, we still have more sports to cover. We'll talk about spring training being delayed. We'll also look at the world of wrestling. Big pay-per-view on Saturday. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400.
At Old Mission Bank, we're ready to make your home ownership dreams a reality. We're excited to announce that we now offer USDA home loans with options for 100% financing. You heard that right, 100% financing for qualifying USDA mortgages. Come see our experienced lenders to discuss your personal options and let us find the right mortgage for your needs because it's what we do best. Act now to pre-qualify by calling us or apply directly online at OMBLoans.com. We're Old Mission Bank, home of your experienced local mortgage professionals. FDIC insured equal housing lender. Don Wilson Insurance Agency is big enough to serve and small enough to care. Don Wilson Insurance offers coverage from Fremont Insurance for personal, auto, home, boat, and commercial. Caring about community is just one of the things that sets us apart. We like to think of it as teamwork. When it comes to protecting the things that matter most, we have you covered. Call Don Wilson Insurance today for your free Fremont insurance quote at 906-635-5600. Read Metals in Dafter, your honest main source recycling business, hopes everyone is staying safe during this pandemic that just won't stop. Reed Metals is still paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, lead-based batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Reed Metals also buys copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals. Reed Metals wants to pay you for your scrap metals and scrap vehicles. Reed Metals also offers roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com. Reed Metals is conveniently located only 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series motors and sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Skinners of Pickford, your tractor source in the north, Pickford, Michigan. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 746 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, uh, looking outside, it doesn't look like spring training or baseball weather. And, well, we won't have spring training for a while as Major League Baseball on Friday canceled the first week of spring training games through March 4th. 4th rather, This is the first public acknowledgement of the disruption caused by the lockout. Uh, the lockout continues as talks between management and players have basically stalled. Spring training was to have started, believe it or not, this week. It was set to begin on February 26th, including games with the Cleveland Guardians. Still getting used to that one, but, uh, you know, Major League Baseball, Butch, uh, still a lot of uncertainty, no spring training. As of right now, the regular season is still on as scheduled, but uh, Major League Baseball, they certainly have a long way to go if they want to try to get this uh this work stoppage sorted out? Well, it's not going to be sorted out until the owners give up some of that money they get from FanDuel, yep. uh, Secret, Deodorant, whatever you want to call it there. Because right now, 
the revenue for commercials and buying into uh, certain products and identities with Major League Baseball, as well as all the sports here going on there. It's completely it's mind-blowing there for the owners to collect money and only give a little piece of that pie to the players in the Players Association there. If that doesn't change, you can expect the players. Uh, I'm, hopefully you don't see none of it because we're seeing more college baseball and girls softball than ever before these last week and a half there. So I, I would tell the fans to get ready for more of that, okay? That's all right with me. League games as well, okay, in order to kind of deal with people's diet of what baseball is going to do right now. Because right now they're going they're in a pickle, and they don't see right now they're in any sense of urgency to get this done. Not at all, Butch. And uh, the Detroit Tigers had their individual game tickets go on sale Friday, and they announced uh, some promotions uh, for their still-in-place schedule. The the Tigers, rather, uh, will be retiring Lou Whitaker's number uh, on August 6th. Uh, the first 10,000 fans will get a 1984 Lou Whitaker Road Replica jersey. That's an outstanding promotion. Other promotions I include... Stinky promotion. <laughs> okay. Other highlights on the promotion include a, a pink hoodie day, a floppy hat day, Detroit player milestone figurine, a replica Detroit Stars jersey, a Fiesta Tigres hat, and my favorite, Butch, I don't know why they're even promoting this, a Major League Baseball Network tote bag. How about that one? Ooh. <laughs> you know, I didn't see nothing about, you know, <clears throat> Once upon a time, and I'm quite sure your dad would remember if he was well around the Detroit area, we had things called free bat day, yes, free ball day, yep, free helmet day, free hat day. They did not have a limitation on those kids who entered the park. Matter of fact, if you can remember, Tiger Stadium, you can get 54. 55,000 people in there. Yes, you could. Standing around, okay? And they never turned away one kid to get it back. With the majority of the fans on those particular uh, giveaway days were kids. Yep. And I don't think the Tigers really get it when it comes down to doing promotion. Why would you give only 10,000? Why? Yeah. That don't make no sense, okay? You got 45,000 people coming in in the building. That's how many, that's the limit of people that got in there. They might get 46 or 47 standing up. But why would you limit yourself and give some to some and the majority get nothing? They're okay? cheap? That don't make no sense. <laughs> that's the only thing if I can say. you're not going to get one to everybody, why have the doggone promotion? I'd rather see three or four good promotions where everybody reaps the benefits than some that slop on floppy hat day. They can take that and use it for toilet paper. <laughs> Butch, the Winter Olympics ended this week. Uh, the United States finishing fifth in the overall medals. Norway led the medal count, including 16 golds, 37 total medals. Canada finishes fourth. Canada did win the gold medal in the women's hockey over the U.S. And how about my Finland? 
They win uh, over Russia or the Russian Olympic Committee, whatever they're called. Uh, just overall, uh, on the Olympics, you know, I, there were some good things. There certainly were some questionable things as far as I saw as coverage and the announcers and, and just it being in China. But uh, overall, your thoughts on the Winter Olympics in Beijing? Well, the majority of the announcers were in Connecticut. Right, right. They may not have come back. Get any guarantees on that? You see, Mike Tirico, hurry up and had the excuse to get to the Super Bowl, right. and never went back. So <clears throat> that's that's something that the Olympic Committee has to look at far and wide. In some of the countries, they grant these Olympics too. It is safe for everyone. Now we know COVID is was a the vengeance for the last two two particular years or two and a half years per se. But you know, when you can't get everybody to come together, which the Olympics right now? That's really what it means. We can put everything aside and come together as one and kind of greet one another with open arms and discuss our differences in a, in a decent manner in, in athletics and whatnot. And, and it's not that way anymore here. Majority of the particular uh, the Olympics were based on a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. Who they claim, who they claim took the wrong pills, took her granddaddy's pills. Now, Wink, wink. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, what's up with that? Not, and then you hold up, by the way, the Americans who deserve a silver medal in that, or this is what they claim to, to receive, and get absolutely nothing coming home. Yeah, that uh, Olympic controversy, the least of the problems right now with the Russian Olympic Committee and everything that's going on in the news. I the crap out of everybody here, you know, and I think a lot of people, I did watch a lot of bobsledding, man. I love bobsledding, I love snowboarding, I love skiing, but you know what, it's it, just the, 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 the pendulum of, of things going on with the Olympics, it, it just not wasn't the same there. I thought we heard too much controversy rather than a whole lot of hip hip hooray. Amen to that. Butch, uh, finally, before we get to our thumbs up and thumbs down, uh, the WWE held their elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia. Brock Lesnar winning uh, that one for the men. Uh, for which the, we already knew. Which we knew was going to happen. Uh, Roman Reigns beats Bill Goldberg, which we knew was going to happen. Uh, Bianca Belair wins the women's chamber match. Uh, he also had Ronda Rousey and Naomi win. Becky Lynch uh, defeated Lita. I didn't watch it, Butch. I'm just going by the accounts. Uh, did you watch it? And just overall your thoughts. Yeah, I watched the whole thing from beginning to end. <clears throat> I was kind of impressed with what they did and the crowd that they had there, the diversity. Because I remember once upon a time they had no women at all participating in this. And uh, they fixed the suits up and some of the outfits for uh, many of the women wrestlers so it would be acceptable for them to wrestle in this particular uh, right. form. And I think they did a doggone good job of it there. I enjoyed all the matches for say that. Uh, the Goldberg match, you know that was going to go very, very long, which is never have Goldberg. Never, never long, long matches, match right? That went maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes. You knew in 15 minutes that was going to be over. And, and by golly, this year it was only 10 minutes. Okay, <laughs> before that was all over there. So Roman, Roman Reigns got acknowledged. Uh, Bianca Belair, I think that's going to be the goodie there. 
and I'm waiting to see that. I hope she win at WrestleMania again and let Becky Lynch have some time off and, you know, braid her hair or something. <laughs> or do something because I think she got a raw end of the deal when SummerSlam happened and she just burst out of there like we were supposed to really accept it. And it really wasn't too acceptable at all. I think a lot of class they lost. And by the way, a lot of the wrestling fans who watch Impact Wrestling later on that night who had Impact Plus, or they were able to see their particular uh, big time wrestling match down there in New Orleans and stuff there. So a lot of wrestling is going on the Tuesday. A lot of money to be made, I would say, there for wrestling in general. We'll see the results of. Uh, raw tonight here and see how everything's going to form out for these next six weeks before WrestleMania comes about. That's right. The road to WrestleMania begins here in about four minutes. Butch, let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I will start thumbs up to Abby Rock and the U.S. women's hockey team. They didn't get a gold medal, but hey, silver is not bad. And having a local athlete competing at the Olympic level, uh, certainly a lot of pride in her community here in Sault Ste. Marie and all around the Eastern Upper Peninsula. So thumbs up to Abby and the U.S. women's hockey team. Thumbs up to Finland, uh, certainly uh, a team I pull for having a lot of Finnish heritage, uh, winning their first ever gold medal in men's hockey. So thumbs up to them and thumbs up to one of the athletes. Athletes that we interviewed today from the Suhai Girls Swimming and Diving Team, Joanne Arbic. She brought cookies, Butch. Cookies for the host. That is a good way to get back on the show. <laughs> we'll work on that. It, it's in. It's in the mail, Butch, and uh, thumbs down. I have one just to the the coverage by NBC and the Olympics. I just thought was was not good. The ratings weren't good. You, you know, they they focused on the on the drama and a fifteen year old skater and all that. Thank goodness we have the CBC in this area. Much yeah, better coverage. Much better. Yes, they did. Butch, your thumbs up and thumbs down, real quick. Yeah, well, let's give credit to the CBC, okay? And the way they did uh, the Olympics. Yes, when you were asleep, the live events were happening. Yep. It did not stop CBC from doing that. And it also gave the people who basically who come home from work a chance to see some of these events as well. But they did a doggone good job of covering the rampant of what the heck was going on, live and uh, taped there. So give CBC... A good, good toss on that particular there. My uh, thumbs down going to the NBA slam dunk contest. Oh, terrible. That was the biggest joke in town here. If they can't get it any better than that, I can't understand the young man from the Pistons was not in it, and he won it two years ago. Right. What was wrong with the NBA? Maybe we'll find out down the road a piece, but... They need to do a better job on a slam dunk contest. Need to be flushed down the toilet. I agree 100%. Butch Davis joining us on the game. Butch, we'll certainly have more to talk about next week. Thanks for joining us. Stay warm, stay, stay safe, and stay, stay yourself. Easy for yeah. me to say. And we'll talk to you next Monday night for our next thanks, edition. Thanks, All right, that's going to do it for tonight's show. want to thank Butch Davis along with our special guest, head coach of the Suhai Blue Devil Boys and Girls Swimming and Diving Team, Steve Boost along with three 
individual winners of the UP Finals, Julian Rebner, Olivia Martin, and Joanne Arbeck. If you want to hear the full two-hour versions version rather of tonight's show, you can find it here a little bit later on on the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. That's going to do it for this Monday night edition of The Game. We'll talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of The Game here on News Talk 1400. Thanks for listening to the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.